welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere. I'm your host, Megan. And I am your host, Joe. And we're here today to talk about episode 509 entitled... Outlander. Entitled Outlander. Yeah. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good day. (laughs) Now, this episode is called Monsters and Heroes... And it was directed by Annie Griffin, who's someone that has not directed an episode, an Outlander episode up to this point, and written by Shanae Fuel, which I just did a little bit of reading, and she had a lot to do with season four, so I immediately don't like her, although I didn't mind this episode. Well, good. Because, well, I mean, this is, keep the streak alive, because you've loved the last few. Yeah, and I thought this was fine. I will say that in my limited memories of reading this book, because it was over a period of three years and I didn't enjoy it, I do very much remember this, the main occurrence that happens in this episode, which is the snake bite. And I would say, and perhaps other book readers could confirm for me, that this book is the uh, most faithful representation or sorry this episode is the most faithful representation of the book Hmm. i I don't think it strays very far okay well that's interesting isn't it so the title card is i thought it was a beautiful title card it was a huge big huge and big is the same thing but it was a huge powerful looking buffalo it's a big buffalo the head of the buffalo and he kind of turns and looks big ass buffalo yeah I thought it was a great title card. Yeah. What did you think? It's fine. This is a buffalo. Thus implying that we would see a buffalo later in the episode. And we did. And we did. The first scene is Claire and Marsley. And Claire is just sort of acting like an OBGYN of the 1700s. She's uh, letting Marsley know that everything looks good with the baby. Feels good. Looks good. We're um, in good shape as far as baby number three goes. But I wanted to talk about Lauren Lyle in this scene because I think that she is just such a great actress. She's strong. It was a very, uh, it turned into a bit of a touching scene where she calls Claire her mom or ma or something like that. Yeah, she says, I'm glad that you're going to be there as my ma. Which is really nice because she doesn't have loon bag Leary anymore. (laughs) I know. Uh, So, you know. That's a really nice moment. It was. They've come a long way. Since that boat ride. Since that boat ride. They certainly have. And then we have Claire's voiceover and she's talking about how the weather is changing. And I love her voiceover, but you pointed out that it is not the same type of voiceover that we had in season one. Yeah, it's very different. And I mean, you know, especially after going back and doing that uh, wedding, the wedding recap, uh, it it really sort of uh, made it all that more noticeable to me that Claire's voiceovers are more... um, just like table dressing like like it's more just like the wind was blowing in from the east the, it was frantic at the farm whereas in season one in previous it was like what the fuck was going on i'm really fucking scared everything is crazy the like it, it, it was let more like you an, into her head yeah it was as an inner opposed, monologue yeah yeah and i really like that too now i still really like her voiceovers but on the second watch i was thinking we don't really need her to tell us that the leaves are changing. We can yeah. see that. But I still like it. I still, it makes me feel closer to her and closer to the whole Ridge family. Well, also it robbed you of an opportunity for them to play their montage little 
shanty there. Oh my goodness, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Sorry. But yeah, that's okay. Um, And then we have Roger and Brianna waking up in the morning, and Roger's looking for a little bit of action, but uh, Jemmy is sitting right there. So um, it, you know, it, it doesn't work, but then he's, there's a banging at the door and you hear Jamie, Roger Mack, are you in there? And I love, cause Roger's like, where else would I be? Like, I love yeah. the dynamic between these two characters because they have never recovered. They really have never right. recovered. They're not friends. They're not friends. Jamie no. thinks Roger is just an idiot and a putz, uh, and Roger knows it, and he doesn't know what to do about he it. He doesn't know how to not be an idiot and a putz. <laughs> That's just who yeah, he is. Yeah, but he, I like that there's the self-awareness. Like, like he's he just knows. Jamie's annoyed at me. All I'm doing is lying here. It's like 5 o'clock in the morning. Where else would I be but here? Why are you asking that question? Right. But Jamie's already irritated even before he's done anything. And Roger knows it. And I love it. I love that dynamic. And I feel like it was important to kind of set the tone or remind the viewer because their relationship does form a little bit. There is some bonding in this episode. Of a sort, yeah. Of a sort. So um, we end up with Jamie and Roger going to find Buffalo. Well, I like that they're going buffalo hunting, mm-hmm. and at first he asks Brianna to go. He's like, we could actually use someone that could shoot. Would you like to go? And Brianna's like, no, take Roger instead. And Jamie seems less than impressed by that. What's he going to do, What's though? he going to do, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But yeah, so they go buffalo hunting. So they do, and they have Ian and Fergus and one of the Beardsley twins. Right. I assume the competent hunting one, not mm-hmm. the deaf one, because right. they talk to him quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Jamie and Roger separate, and Jamie gets bitten by a snake. Yeah. Shoots a buffalo. <laughs> Misses. <laughs> yeah, and then, or I think he hit it, actually. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, but then... Oh, but the buffalo didn't die. Buffalo didn't die, because right. it's very big. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so then he sends Roger to go shoot it, and Roger just instead kind of starts going running after it. <laughs> like, what's he, I don't know what, what Roger thought he was going to do if he caught it uh sing it to death i don't know mm-hmm. but uh not anymore Mm-mm. but uh also by the way voice just fine um but it isn't well there's a number of issues like as just, soon as he starts to exert himself he does right. lose, his, lose his voice just fine until and i thought the actor it. did a good job richard rankin here's a surprise i thought richard rankin did a really good job at that is a shocking turn at, of events for um, sure. kind never... of portraying what his right. strained voice would be like when he was exerting it as much as he was yeah um, so anyway, Jamie gets bit by a snake. He does. And were you surprised by this? I mean, did I see it coming? <laughs> no. Did you see it venomous? <laughs> I, mean, did I, I, didn't, I didn't think that... I was like, this is a perfect time for him to get bit on the leg. By the way, he got bit on, like, the inner thigh? By the, like, just, like, it, the positioning was weird. Well, it was do like, you know how snakes work? They, they wind themselves around... Right? So That's it just like absolutely crawled not around how his work. legs. For the record, that is 100% not how a snake works. It doesn't? No, for sure. It, I always see them like winding yeah. their bodies around no, twigs and it's, that's sticks. Not, it's not the Jungle Book. No, they're like the, the reason like snakes, like those kind of snakes. I don't know if I it obviously wasn't a rattlesnake because it didn't rattle. But like they all, they only, they don't come like hunting for you. Like they don't like, it was obviously there and Jamie like got in its turf and it like just lashes out and, and struck 
but it didn't like first of all king of men would have felt a snake going up his leg that's true uh but yeah so, so it just lashed out and like bit him yeah but in a bizarre place in a weird inner thigh area which yeah. i thought was kind of weird also made it a little more awkward for roger to uh, suck it out to suck it out <laughs> jumping ahead there whatever um well jamie kills the snake he does. king of men can't can't bite me kills no. the snake and he seems at first i thought this was kind of funny at first he just seems irritated by it yeah like he keeps stabbing it over well, and over he's and he's little, like, he was almost more like annoyed I or sh- maybe he was in shock at that point because he's like this thing is a mild irritation like a mosquito but in fact it it was a very grievous bite yeah poison filled if you will poison filled so immediately Roger, they talk about cutting it out because they realize that it's poisonous. Yeah. So Roger cuts it out and then he sucks out the yeah. venom, which you said you don't think you're supposed to do that, which I don't think they, I think they know now that you're not. Right. But I think in the seventies you were supposed to. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Like nowadays they say don't because the venom, you can't, it's impossible to suck it out of the bloodstream. And all you do is if you do get any of it is the person who is doing the sucking just sucks venom into themselves. So right. basically you just end up poisoning two people. Um, I Roger did, was not poisoned. He was not, unfortunately, poisoned. But I did, uh, I like that this was one of the first annoying parts where he couldn't, he couldn't cut the wound properly. Like he cut it once and Jamie's like, what the fuck? Just cut it. Like do it once. <laughs> like basically just hurt him oh, more. Yeah. And, and then... every, everything he was doing, because I don't know if you remember, but then when he was sucking, Jimmy like slapped him away and he's like, you're going to suck me dry. That's yeah. enough. Like he can't do anything yeah. right. It's like, Nothing. I am sucking your leg yeah. to help save you and you're slapping me and criticizing the way I'm doing it. That is what happened for sure. Oh my goodness. Then we have Claire and Brianna and they're dyeing the cloth. And I love the look of this. It takes me back in time watching how they did things. Right. Um, And they had that great conversation about, you know, who you are and what you do. And Claire points out that, you know, everyone needs to know what they're born to do. She was born to be a doctor or a healer or a witch as they call her. And she said, you know, if I lost you or Jamie, I would never be whole. But I would still have my doctor rock at being a doctor and and you know, commend myself every right. day for yeah. being such a phenomenal doctor as I am. Totally. And then she said, you're an engineer. You should be an engineer. And Bree's like, probably. She's a little lost because they were like, oh, we might teach school. We might do mm-hmm. this. We might do that. And I, I mean, this kind of goes to what I was saying about her a couple episodes ago where it's like she is an engineer she should be doing cool guy engineer things mm-hmm. cool girl in this case engineer mm-hmm. things uh but you know and i would think that she would just have a like a craving too which finally they're touching on yep and then speaking of lost roger is trying to find ian and fergus and the other men and he is quite lost he's and lost again always love roger but i am horrible with directions and that scene where you just see him and he's like looking like he's just standing amongst trees that all look the same yeah how i would be the exact same and then like it's funny because it's like he knows he's fucking up and he he knows it and he's just like like, i don't know what and then i was really confused about how he shot one gun one way and one gun the other way and then turned and just walked back to jamie yeah i don't really know what the deal like maybe he was hoping to 
attract attention like to bring them like you know ian and them to him didn't work but I, uh, well and you said oh they made a different noise well, yeah, so you the, thought he was trying to determine like which way was further yeah, or closer maybe he was doing some sort of intelligent science thing i don't that yeah. uh, i have no idea but i don't think so i think he was just it would have been funny if he ended up shooting jamie in the other leg i or mean something. that would have been right on point <laughs> jamie would expect that to happen too absolutely yeah um, so everyone else arrives home. Brianna and Claire are not alarmed, right? Claire puts her hands right. on her hips and is like, well, they haven't arrived back yet. And Fergus says they probably just decided to camp. Like right. everyone is calm, cool, and collected about it. And that was the moment when I'm like, oh my God, I would miss texts so yeah. Much because if you're at the grocery store for longer than I think you should be, I'm oh, like texting I like, "Is everything okay? Bombed, like, what's going on? Text, and yeah. like, why are you there for so long? And right. it's just like you usually are home by now, and it's been like an extra five minutes. And like, are you all right? It's a true story. So like having everyone that you had gone hunting with arrive back, and it's getting to be nighttime and like nothing. Right. That it, would not. I would miss a text message. Also, no one was like, "Where's Roger?" <laughs> even not even brianna yes she was brianna said no one, something no one asked. people wanted to know where he was um there's a moment later on where i would like to know where he was but we'll get to that later oh, da, da, da. in an in the end roger just turns around and goes back to jamie and jamie has decided to cook himself the snake because yeah. king of men is like well i'm not just going to sit here doing nothing just, i've got the body of right. the snake here but he's not doing well like he's clearly going into some sort of like reaction right um and the look on his face when he turns and sees just roger oh, coming it's... towards him and roger looks so uncomfortable too he's like yeah here just i am me. just <laughs> me and jamie's yeah. like of uh, course it is <laughs> yeah no it's kind of funny and also, you noted Jamie did not offer Roger any of his snake. No, he didn't. No. And Roger was probably pretty hungry at that point. Probably, yeah. Um, so Jamie is looking not good at this point, And his breathing is not good. And um, I guess if I had one complaint about this episode... I feel like the progression of the poison is a bit inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Because when Roger comes back, Jamie is like, he has a labored breathing. He's very pale. And he, he he's struggling so much. And Roger's like, well, you get some rest. And as soon as it's daylight, we will head back. And all I could think of is... And again, I am horrible with directions and obviously awful in a forest. But at that point, Jamie had a little bit of his senses with him. Like, they should have made the stretcher right there and just started walking in the direction they thought the ridge was. Was Yeah. Was this the fire at night? Yeah. And well, instead, they make a fire and Roger's like, you rest now. And and at dawn, we'll start yeah. heading back. It's like, guys, I mean, you can't wait seven hours. Jamie like, already thought he was going to die. He asked Roger to give him if he knew the last rites. And uh, I like Roger, how Roger's like, I know you don't die because uh, the newspaper said you die in a fire, so just suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. Well, and then Jamie says, well, what would they do in your time if this had happened? Yeah. And then, and Roger said they'd give you an anti-venom shot. And then you pointed out that that's something that you feel like Jamie doesn't ask 
enough about because you said were you James Fraser married to someone from the future you said it would const- it would be a constant conversation with a daughter and a son-in-law from the future as well who you or you live with every day mm-hmm. well they like, don't live I, with Roger and Brian well whatever yeah. they're close enough they're mm-hmm. like right down, the, right down the street right down yeah. the ridge uh, <laughs> so it's I, I, I would be asking constantly like tell me about McDonald's tell me about all these things like tell me tell me about everything what is an aeroplane? You know, like, like I would want to know. They had that conversation. They had that conversation in season one. Okay, well, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, it's like there's a lot of things they could touch on. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think they do, though. Almost every episode, Jamie does make reference to the fact that they're from the future. And then that's when you were also asking, is it only Jamie who knows? Or does... And then I said, well, Myrta knew. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Wah, wah. Yeah, anyway, I just think it's interesting that they don't... They don't use their, like, Claire uses her future magic a fair bit, but Roger and Brianna don't seem to use their future powers at all. Except for, it, Brianna sort of does in this episode. Yeah. A little bit, but, mm-hmm. but like, like Roger Mack. Well, he did when they had that the fire. He brings lots to the table. Just don't put down Roger. Ponytail and a gravelly voice. That's it. I'm glad you acknowledged the gravelly voice because I thought it's that was really well done. It's only gravelly really at one well time done. in the whole episode. So, right. So get some rest. We'll leave first thing at dawn. Um, terrible plan. Every minute that snake venom is in him, he's closer to dying. Mm-hmm. And Jamie obviously knows he's dying because he sits up and says, I need you to kill Stephen Bonnet for me. Yeah. And Roger's yeah, like, do you know last rites? Roger's like, no, lies. He's lying. Right. I, um, I like that way. He's like, you need to kill Stephen Bonner. I was like, well, I don't think I can. Jamie's like, fucking shocker. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jamie's like, you need to. I need you to. You need to. And then I thought this was actually a really cute moment. Roger looks at him because all Roger's doing is trying to get Jamie to stay alive, right? Right. And he will not acknowledge. Like, he's not playing the game that Jamie's trying to play, which is like, I'm dying. Here are my last wishes. Give me the last rights. I need you to do this and this. And he just keeps like deflecting, deflecting, deflecting. And then Jamie kind of lies down and Roger pauses and he's like, if I'm going to kill Stephen Bonnet, you're going to need, need to teach me how to fight. Yeah. Like you're going to need to live teach through tonight. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was like a really cute moment it's because kind of he's like, let's talk about the fact that I have no fighting right. skills. Yeah. So you're going to have to stay alive to teach me. I couldn't make it out of the forest. <laughs> Jamie doesn't even, doesn't even respond. But he does says he does say Bonnet's going to try and claim your son as his own. That kind of perks him up a little bit. Yeah. Well, and this is also the reveal that Brianna and Roger knew about Bonnet the whole time. Mm-hmm. Jamie didn't know that. Yeah. So that's interesting. So I was feeling like a lot of anxiety in this because I didn't like the fact that they were just sort of sitting pretty and letting the venom like sink deeper and deeper into no. Jamie's Terrible body plan. and bloodstream. I agree. That's where we Thank- miss Murtaugh and his common sense. Well, Murtaugh would have just picked him up. Oh, like he would have him, him by the ponytail, like handed. whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank God the next scene is young Ian noticing that Jamie's horse is back on the ridge. And I think that that was Roger that let the horse go, right? No, I think the horse... Was like, I'm out of here. I know yeah, more than I this know guy. I know the way home. <laughs> Ding dong's not going to get me home. So, But how relieved were you to see young Ian being like, I think this is their horse. Because like, we need someone competent at this point. Like, Well, and one thing I liked, and I think I said it at the scene, it's like, I was really happy that like young Ian is back. He is. Very much so. He's, he's 
past his sadness mm-hmm. for now i'm sure more sadness will come mm-hmm. rear its sad head but right like he was just good old young ian in this episode with a cool haircut yeah um it is dawn though so yes. roger is dragging jamie on kind of a makeshift stretcher yeah a gurney and um jamie is looking worse and worse just yeah. reaffirming that they should not have lay there through the night no and he says, and it's funny, I had to keep translating for you. You couldn't understand what anyone was saying. I was in this having episode. a hard time with this episode for some reason. But he said that if he dies, he's like, you guys need me. And if I die, he's like, I want you to convince Claire to go back to your time. He says, if the Baron can go through. Because they don't know if Jemmy if Jem- 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 is able to. But he said, if he can, I want you all to go back. He says, it's not safe for any of you here without me. And you said, really true. that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Roger is no man of the house. Like, we don't have Myrta. We don't have Jamie. Yeah. Lord John pops in and out every, what? Just like come flirt couple, with Brianna. Couple, yeah. Head out. <laughs> couple times a year. But, and even he, he's just charm, charm, charm and authority. He's not going to fight, right? Right. So, um... Roger hears the other men, Ian, young Ian and Fergus calling, but he tries to, he's been dragging James Fraser, who's not a small man, on no. the stretcher. He can't scream. That's when his throat gives out on him. That's when his voice gives out on him. Right. Do you remember what he does? He starts whacking a tree as hard as he can. Mm-hmm. He missed the tree the first three times. No, he and then, then he, uh, But then he got it. Instead of using the gun, Instead, which I don't understand why he said. didn't why use the gun. fire the gun? Uh, maybe because he'd shot both the guns. It wouldn't shock me that maybe that Roger had not. No, see, that's not the thing. Because when he came back, Jamie had a gun too. So that gun would have been loaded. I was just like, maybe he didn't, maybe he didn't reload the guns, which would make sense kind of. And then, but Jamie would have had a loaded gun. Anyway, um, he didn't. He didn't fire a gun, which would have been considerably louder. But as it turns out, it worked. So It did. And I actually, I really like the fact that they all come running up towards Jamie. And then it just cuts to Claire looking over Jamie. We don't have to see them being like, let's get him on the horse and ride back to the ridge. Like they just, they got him back to Claire. Right. Um, And then this was probably my favorite scene of the episode because... Claire is looking at his leg and she, and she's saying like I've never seen anything like this. People don't bring snake bites to surgeons. I've only seen it once on an autopsy. And Jamie's like an autop like a dead person. Right. And and she said yeah. And then she's like oh it looks like your leg's been on a Spitfire. And he just says he's so annoyed and he's like you need to work on your bedside manner, Sassanak. And he just like thumps his body down. Yeah. Like he's yeah. like you're horrible at this. Freaking me out, babe. Yeah. Freaking me out. Yeah. <laughs> Totally, that's yeah. what he says to her. Um, she and Marcelie have a heart-to-heart about how, and I don't think you caught this, because like I said, you were having a hard time listening and you would have laughed, but Marcelie said that, because, you know, Claire's obviously very concerned, and Marcelie said, well, um, Fergus and Young Ian said that Jamie was making snide remarks about the stretcher that Roger made the whole way back, so, like, that has to be a good sign. A good sign, right? Yeah. And again, I love the fact that even when he's dying, he's like Still putting Roger. Yeah, he's putting down Roger, who yeah. did the best he could do. And then we gradually see Jamie, you know, getting worse and worse. He goes a little cuckoo when he sees um the saw. Yeah, the bone saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And he insists that Claire does not remove his leg. He says, right now I can tell you with my sound mind that I, I don't want to live if I can't have my leg. But if I go crazy, I'm not going to be able to say that. And then and then you're going to take my leg off. And right. I don't want that. And he already looked crazy when he was saying, like, somehow there's like a clunk, clunk, clunk. And you look back and Jamie has somehow like <laughs> leapt across the room, grabbed the saw and is like clutching it like all clammy and you know like looking horrible yeah yeah and it's like i don't know how he managed to get up and grab that saw and move back so quickly but yeah that he was holding that saw like a baby well and claire's of course so stressed because the syringe is broken so what she's doing is she's boiling the penicillin and just getting him to drink it but digesting it isn't the same as having it in your actual bloodstream so she knows it's not as effective right so she's very, very stressed about that. Yeah, because and... her concern is that he's fighting off the venom okay, mm-hmm. but now the wound is quite is infected. so infected that yeah. it's going to fuck him right up. Yeah. Um, and this part bugged me a little bit because, hey, I don't want I don't want to not have a leg, but, you know, I have you and we have two kids and mm-hmm. if you had to cut my leg off and then I could still be around for the next... 50 years right or i just leave you i think i'd stay thanks you're welcome i, I appreciate i don't know I, it just seemed like kind of a peg leg meg that's what i would call you i mean i'd love that yeah. for sure but it just seemed i don't i thought that was like really narrow-minded of him i mean this is sort of like he was i mean he wasn't in a great place <laughs> no and i guess if if you're you know your rep is that you're the king of men and you're largely uh, known for your ferocity and two functional legs, then taking one, like, pretty much, you know, like, his whole brand is like man dude, Mm -hmm. occasionally crying, Mm -hmm. knitting, Mm -hmm. but mostly, (laughs) mostly man dude. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, it's hard to be, in those days, probably man dude with half a leg. Well, and I mean, it's not like they had the prosthetics, right? Like we've already seen what Oldian got, which is like a stump. Right. Yeah. So um, I think it's kind of, you know, it would have been hard for him because he was, you know, no leg, you know, king of men. Hard, you know, not really, not really king of men that much anymore. I mean, I'm sure he would have figured it out, but uh, yeah, yeah, he just wasn't feeling it. And you started getting real stressed at this oh point. Oh my God. Joe started hitting pause and saying, tell me for real, like, do they cut his leg off? I'm not, I am not here for that. Yeah, I was, yeah. You were getting really stressed. Okay, so then we had what I thought was a great scene. We have the buffalo scene. So we have Lizzie and Jemmy. Little Jemmy. Little Jemmy just sitting out in the front yard and that buffalo who's not all there right that must have been the buffalo that jamie shot so he's wounded but still powerful but yeah like crazy he's not doing well but he comes in and because jemmy is screaming he starts going towards jemmy right uh lizzie couldn't be more useless she just screams which what were you gonna say i was just gonna say lizzie gets a lot of useless facetime in this mm. in this season, you, she's a big a, character in the book. We see a lot of Lizzie doing very Nothing. little. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. Yeah, she has no arc or anything like that, which is fine because uh, I dislike the character. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but yeah, I just I find it interesting. I guess they have to have someone there. But yeah, she gets a lot of like non-functional FaceTime. She they have to have her because she's very big in the book. 
Right. So they absolutely have to have her, but they don't have time. I feel for like her. that could have been Marsley. No, Marsley and Mrs. Fergus live on their own. Mrs. Bud. Well, Bud? we have her too. Yeah. Whatever, you know what I mean? Like I'm just saying I, I feel anyway, whatever. She's got to make a paycheck. So good for her. So Brianna steps out. She's holding a drink. She drops it immediately. Yeah. And she does a great job in this scene. And she just immediately is like, come here, come over here, come over here. Starts waving her hands and just acting crazy to get the buffalo. Trying to get the buffalo to charge. And it works. And, uh... I'm not sure why the buffalo charged her, to be honest. It didn't seem, like, super angry or aggressive, but she was just trying to get him away. Like, I thought she was going to just lead the buffalo away, but... The buffalo in a bizarre turn of events charged her. It did. I don't know if uh, anyone out there has seen a buffalo in real life. Um, I have up close. I used to, at one point I worked at a TV station and they brought the buffalo in for a mor- the morning show of this TV station, which I, I, I just, I didn't work on. I just came in the door and there was a buffalo <laughs> in the lobby. And I want, like the lobby was basically the size of... Oh, I, I mean, I don't even know what to really compare it to. Like, maybe four or two, let's say two standard bathrooms. I don't know. I, I don't have a good comparison. Mm-hmm. It was big enough that you could fit a buffalo, but not that big. And I came in, and it was like me and the buffalo and the guy that owned the buffalo. But let me tell you, a buffalo is a... Like, I'm 6'3". I'm not a small human. And this buffalo was massive. Like, these buffaloes are massive. And this... There is a reason I'm telling this story. Like, it is basically a giant furry car. Like, buffaloes are huge and powerful creatures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you saw the buffalo running towards her, and when it hit her and knocked her up and over, you exclaimed, oh, wow. Like, you were caught off guard. Yes, because she would be dead if that happened. Or at the very least, her spine would be shattered, or her hip would be broken, or she would be, well, I don't know. She flipped up and over and landed on her stomach. The buffalo was bigger than me. So she was like seven or eight, nine feet in the air. Just just got gored by a buffalo. And she just like gets up like nothing happened. Well, and I saw a funny tweet that was like, poor Brianna. No one even asked her if she was okay. That's right. Like everyone was just like, the buffalo. Oh, by the way, where did the buffalo go? Oh, sorry. Claire shoots the buffalo. Yeah. That's right. Which, by the way, must have been on death's door if that if one shot took that buffalo down. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I just it was close range. Claire Claire shot the buffalo, and um, and then Jamie comes like crawling yeah, out. Yeah, he somehow which made it. Makes out. sense because if you think about it, he is right next to the window, so he would have heard what's happening. Oh, yeah. He would have seen Claire run in to grab the gun. No, no, there's something going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I just thought it was funny because it's like, Jay Frey, you can't, there's nothing what are you for do? you to do. He's like literally crawling <laughs> out there, all clammy and... Yeah, but but yeah, the part that annoyed me about the scene was the fact that Brianna was like just fine. She got wailed in the back by a buffalo and was just fine. She was up. Nobody even asked nope, her. I just, exactly. Okay, so I want to take a moment to talk about the women in this show. Because right. Jamie had that moment where he's like, I don't want you... It's not safe for you guys without me here because I'm so great and strong and manly and protective. But it's like, look at what Brianna just did. Look at what Claire just did. 
look at Marsley. Like, I don't think I could feel safer in a house if I had Marsley. Like, that's a great... She's such a strong woman. Like, these are strong female characters yeah. who... No. Like, it's nice to have Jayfrey there for sure. That's one of the true strengths of this show is that, off the top of my head anyway, this show has not had one, like, damsel in distress. Yeah. All the females in this show are strong like Jocasta is strong Mm -hmm. and you know well Claire certainly has damsel in distress moments in season one but she and Jamie flip because he has damsel in distress moments where she has to rescue him too but it's like getting in trouble is one thing like you know she got in trouble but she's not like save me Jamie save me like that's true she's like you know she's trying to you know deal with it herself she just Always. also happens to get rescued which is handy yeah but like it's not like she's not like a damsel at the top of the tower just waiting for prince charming to come rescue her no none of them are no none of them are which is great that that is one of the things i really like about this show same but where the f was roger when that happened he didn't even come out to see he was hiding <laughs> most likely hiding he had actually tried to shoot the buffalo six times before claire got it <laughs> He was like, missed uh, again. Yeah, exactly. Missed again. Exactly. Missed again. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, okay. So then we have, they need maggots for Jamie's infected leg. Yeah. And they bring all the maggots in. They, there's a large maggot hunting montage. There sure is. Yeah. Um, with no music in the background. No, just cold maggots. And then we see Roger walking in. I guess Roger was already looking for the maggots when the buffalo he was a, happened. No, because Bree was, was with him yeah. maggot hunting. Anyway, so he walks in as they're about to put the maggots on Jamie's leg and says, it will tickle a little. And Jamie looks up and says, "It's he's a great comfort, that Roger Mack. Because I think he is happy to see him again. And he did comfort him throughout the night. Yeah, kind of. And then he convinces Roger to take him to his own bed, which, of course, Roger does, because anything right. Jamie tells him to do. Young right. Ian finds them, helps him, and then Young Ian realizes he's going to his own bed because he wants to die because he's not going to have his leg amputated. Right. So at this point, he's made Claire promise not to cut his mm-hmm. leg off. Mm-hmm. No Although Claire what. tells Brianna she's going to. Yeah, but then <laughs> she's sad about having to live with Jamie being pissed at her for the rest of his peg leg life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... But when young Ian puts Jamie on the bed and realizes why he's going to his own bed, he he does. And this was a really nice moment between it's the these best two. scene in the episode. Oh, did you think so? Absolutely. Yeah, young Ian, young Ian brought it. Yeah. Yeah, he had this awesome monologue because well, Jamie says it's about honor, <laughs> and young Ian's like, because he's talking about Fergus and his own father, and he's like, they lost hand and leg in battle. There's nothing honorable about being bitten by a snake. Yeah, exactly. It's true. It's yeah. like you didn't even do anything. You just got yeah. bitten. So two of the closest people in Ian's life mm-hmm. are amputees. Mm-hmm. And basic. so he just gets super pissed at Jamie because Jamie's basically saying, well, if I'm an amputee, I'm useless. Yeah. And, you know, I love how Ian was like, you know, I've never, I always looked up to you. I ran away from you. I never, ever thought, you know, for one thing, like he was prouder of his father than he'd ever been in his entire life because he just finally realized how strong old Ian was to push through after that. And then also super ashamed of Jamie because he's like the super king of men, but he can't fucking handle it. Yeah. 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 No, it was a great scene. And I like how Roger's like, I'm just going to go. And (laughs) Ian's like, no, you stay because I want someone to hear this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Although Roger doesn't say anything. No, of course not. He's Roger Mack. 
And then th- there's another really nice moment between Fergus and Young Yin. Now, you didn't like this scene because you have a hate on for the guy that plays Fergus. I thought Fergus was... Re- I thought actually... Um, what's his name? Caesar Dombourne yeah. or whatever? Yeah. I thought he was actually pretty strong in this episode. This was one of his... This was his, probably his best episode. It was. And even... Except for a really big fuck up that's not his fault later. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> but even Young Yin says, um, oh, I, you shouldn't... I hope you didn't ride all the way here to see uncle jamie because you shouldn't and fergus just says well obviously i did so obviously i'm gonna see him and then they have the conversation about a man of leisure and it's such a well-delivered line young ian says something like oh i wonder how marcely i bet marcely would have a lot to say about that and he starts laughing and he says oh i'm sure she'd have plenty to say and it like seems like a legit husband talking about his wife. It it really did. Who, it really who did. Who knows yeah. his like Marcely like she's got she's got lots to say. Lots to say, right? Yeah. She takes after her stepmom. She does. So it's perfectly delivered. It's a perfectly delivered line, and I thought yeah. good for you, Fergus. I liked him in this episode, yeah, because Ian was all all afraid that you know Fergus would be offended and mm-hmm. you know have his feelings hurt, and Fergus was like. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. It was a really nice moment. So I will say that I believe that in the book, Duncan Innes Innes is more involved in this. Because he doesn't have an arm, although he doesn't have a character. Right. He has a name, but have we even seen... Oh, yeah, we have seen his face once. He he only had one, that one, to the best of my knowledge... That one scene with Jocasta yeah. in... We didn't even see him at his own wedding. No. Nor did we actually see him After. get married. No. Yeah. <laughs> but so he is not a main... He's not a main guy. But we got rid of Murta because we couldn't... Live without this character that does not exist. couldn't live without this exist. character. But I do believe that he has more to do in this episode. And I think he comes and has conversations with Jamie when Jamie is going to lose his leg. Um, but we don't need him. In the book we, you mean. Oh, yeah. What did yeah. I say? In the episode. But yeah. yeah, yeah I, I got yeah. it. I follow. Um, we have two characters, two beloved characters, Oldian and Fergus, who are amputees. So we don't need, don't we don't need third. anyone else. No. Claire comes in. Jamie tells her he wanted to sleep in his bed so she could sleep next to him. Right. Liar. But then she falls asleep in the rocking chair beside him, which I thought was a bit weird. Yeah. Jamie wakes up and gasps. Yeah. So a theory that a lot of people have is that he, in this in this scene, dies or right. is in between, yeah, alive and dead, and then he goes to the future and sees her in the window, and that's right. when Frank sees him. Totally couldn't make less sense, but whatever. You play your little games, guys. That's the theory. Yeah, I hope that's not true. I hope it's more than that. I don't think it. I don't think it is, or at least not in the show canon, because he would have. Because he actually later tells a story about what he saw, like, and he would have been like, and then I looked and then, up in a window and you were brushing your right. hair, and but then it I was... saw you, and I saw Frank, super fucking weird. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I don't think, I really don't think that's what happened, at least not in the realm of the show. I hope not. Um, so he he does he gets really really cold and she thinks his heart has slowed and has stopped she takes off her clothes she i said she jerked him off back to life right you and, said and you I, were unclear i was unclear on the jerking 
So she, for some reason, gets naked and... You're like, she, she's a doctor. She should she, know that will not does, warm him up. At the very... Yeah, exactly. Like, what's she going to do? She's well, it would warm him up, though. If you press your naked body against no, someone it's else's, not gonna, it's, it's body not, heat. It, but it's not going to, like, restart his heart. No, but it, he's cold. It, but if he's cold, it's because his heart isn't pumping anymore. And it's like, she's just... So, at the very least, she's trying to, like like boob him back to life at, at, the, at, the, at the least well, but also is... you can't see her hands and i don't know what's going on there you yeah you called out okay but she i feel is, like sorry, i maybe i need you to say it one more time because i was like you said it when i walked in, i was like what the fuck what are you talking about i feel like i maybe tainted it for you right because if i hadn't said that would you have just thought she was like hugging him because it is no, a really nice you can't scene. See your hand. I don't know what's going on there, but it's super. Just no, it's not a nice scene. It's it is because fucking, their love brings him back to life. It's super weird and just. I mean, it's dumb. It's dumb. Even dumber though, if what you're saying is true. And then I asked you specifically to go back and I read can't. the book I, to I find out if she did say it again because I can't say it out loud. Say it. <laughs> say it because I find it funny when you say it. I'm not saying it again. You say it. just one more time. No, one I'm more not time. saying it again. Because you wouldn't read it. You owe me one. But I will. I will say this. She you said, told me. She said she jerked him off back to life. Is what she said. If you didn't hear it before. And I want to know, book readers, <laughs> uh, those of you who have read this book recently enough, did that? Did that happen? I would like a long-winded, <laughs> multiple-paragraph explanation of what happened there. You told me to go back and read it, but I, I asked, have this I said, book on my Kindle, and it right. is thousands and thousands of pages long. I can't find the two-page description of how she got him back to life, but I'm pretty sure... Like two pages? I'm yeah. pretty sure that everything takes forever with Diana okay. Gabaldon. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's our long question of the week. Correct her if she's wrong. Okay. I'm curious. Moving on. To say the least. He survives. He comes back to life. So oh, yeah. thank you, Claire. Her technique works. Good job. Worked. So Marcelli and Fergus are in the forest. Could, and what were you going to say? You could say the snake bite situation had a happy ending. Oh, that's clever. Thank you. Okay. So we have Marcelli and Fergus in the forest. She goes into labor. This is a nice character moment for Fergus as well. He's like, uh, let me just go and get my lady. Right. So yeah. <laughs> did you like, did he deliver that line? Okay. As yeah. Well? <laughs> yeah. It was great. Uh, this was the scene where, okay. So earlier I actually, in the episode, I, I, cause I talked, I was the amputee thing. was annoying me. It was annoying me. So, but when I thought it was actually like we were getting close I actually stopped the TV and I told Megan, dead serious, if they cut off his leg, I'm done with the show. If they cut <laughs> off the leg, I am finished with the show. It's over. Like, it's done. And I was dead serious. I hate when in shows people lose limbs, uh, that, you know, lose hands, lose legs. You know, two actors that, that still have those limbs in real life. Uh, we've talked about this before when Fergus lost his hand because and this is exactly why because it just they can't it's just always dumb like you always just have one arm that's longer than the other mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. if you watch game of thrones jimmy lannister just wears like a gold glove the whole time and in this fergus has been wearing this like wooden hand, wooden hand. but it's ba- it's just a glove made to look like a wooden hand so but in this scene he had to pick up his kid it's a baby. A baby. It's his baby. Well, yeah. Or a toddler. Whatever. Mm-hmm. A, a, a small human. And so he has to pick up the kid. And he picks up the kid. Well, the actor wants to make sure the 
kid doesn't yeah he doesn't want to drop the kid but he picks up the kid with his wooden hand and you can see his like the shitty plastic glove just like flexing at one point you can see him like having to like brace the kid's butt with his pinky like it's like it's like i don't understand what happened there like that is the worst continuity I've seen in a well, long time. Well, you do understand time. what happened there, and that's why you don't like amputee scenes, right? It, well, because yeah, so, so that's you know what... exactly what happened, and that's why. Because you can't look away. I guarantee most people don't care about the fact that... I care. Yeah. I care. I'm just glad that actor, who probably isn't used to carrying kids around, was being really careful with that... Good job not to drop with, that baby, for sure. With that baby. Yeah. Then we have the amputation scene. This is where I stopped it and said said hard no. Yes, yeah. because Ian and Claire, it's only Ian and Claire. Claire is very rattled. And right. she's like, where the bloody hell is everyone? Right. N- nobody's there but young Ian. Well, and right before, or very soon before, there was a scene where Roger Mack pulls out the snake and mm-hmm. shows it to Claire. Shows and it to you Brianna. said, I knew that was a good idea to pick up that snake. That's the only good thing that Roger's done. And you're like... I would have done that too. That's what I said back when he picked it up. Always toots his own horn. Always toots his own horn. I would have gotten that snake head too. And I said, why? And you said, what did you say when I said? I mean, my reasoning for picking up the snake was completely wrong. But as it turns out, it was Roger's reason too, that maybe Claire could somehow identify what kind of snake it was and they could somehow, you know, anti-venom him that way. I mean, God, she invented penicillin. What Mm -hmm. the hell can't she do? She didn't invent it. She created it. I mean... Like timeline wise, now, now in has. the history yeah. of Outlander Earth, she invented penicillin. That's true. That's true. So I really like this amputation scene. I really like that young Ian, even though the last interaction he and Jamie had together, he's still the only one right beside Jamie for the amputation scene. Yeah. And he says, I'm really sorry. I, I didn't mean what I said. And Jamie says, Yes, you did. Yeah. So don't apologize. And then Claire. I like how she's so nervous. And she's like, I mean, if you want to pray, now's the time. She's not praying. Right. Claire believes in Claire. Right. Right? Claire believes in the power. She, well, but she was rattled. Like, well, so, her hand, did you see her, her hand? Her hand was shaking yeah. when she picked up the scalpel, right? And I don't think that's probably ever happened to Claire, you know, surgically ever, I would no, assume. very confident. Character. Yeah. No, yep. So then, last minute. Of course. Brianna rushes in. And they're using the actual fang. She's She has developed a syringe. She has invented the syringe. Yes. So good work. Well, replicated to... it. She's replicated one. Well, but now they don't have syringes. So she has now invented the syringe. Uh, so so they are using their future magic, which, yes. is, which is good. So I saw a complaint because oh. this is very similar to the book, except in the book they use both and Claire injects him all up and down his leg. Both what? Sorry. Both things. Oh, okay. Um, and she has to be really careful each time because she doesn't want to break it as she's putting it in and injecting the penicillin. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone said that they were so frustrated because in the... In the TV show, Claire mentioned a number of times that the reason she wanted the syringe was to get it into his bloodstream. Yeah. But then she just injected it into into his leg. They should have put it into a vein. Like if you have the Probably. means to do so, they should have actually shown her putting it into his vein to get it into his bloodstream immediately. Yeah. But then someone said that's exactly what they did in the book. So they just they just did the same thing. Stuck to the Church of Gabaldon. Yeah. 
Jamie wakes up in bed and Roger's there. He said he wanted to gloat about the fact that Jamie is in fact alive and survived. And it is a nice moment between the two of them. And he says, oh, and by the way, even though you are alive, I still want to be there when we kill Stephen Bonnet. Right. And, um, but that's sort of a nice, it's a nice um, full circle of their relationship from the start of that episode to the end. Right. Where it's a really bad idea, by the way, having Roger Mack come to that. But anyway, why? Why do, you, why do you think so? Because what does he not fuck up? Like, anyway, we'll we'll see next weekend what he fucks up. I mean, I thought that looked like a really good stretcher to me. <laughs> That's fair. He did build a very functional gurney or whatever those things are actually called. Yeah. Yeah. So that, um, that's one thing he did. Yeah. So then Claire and Jamie have a heart to heart because she says, you tried to die on me. Yeah. And he said, thanks for the handy. No, <laughs> this is a really sweet moment between them. And he says, I did think about it and it would have been easy, but I, I chose you. Right. Which is sweet. That is sweet. Yeah. And this is when he talks about how he saw the court. He's like, not really a door, but a corridor. Mm -hmm. Didn't see you or Frank. Just a corridor. Yeah. And I also saw what was on the back end, and I chose you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, there's a war coming. Let's stick together. Yeah. Kiss, end scene. End scene. End episode. End episode, yeah. Okay. So what would you give this episode out of 100? Oh, I don't know. Uh, like, 32, okay. I guess? Like, it was fine. Like, it, there was nothing... Except for the stupid Fergus hand thing, and you know, I mean, everyone was in character. Oh, and the idiotic Brianna getting hit by the bison thing. But you liked that scene. No, I didn't. Oh, no. You reacted Sorry. to it. Normally. Yeah, because I was like, "What the deuce?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, it was fine. It was like, will I ever watch it again? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But like, it wasn't. Yeah, it didn't turn off with like, that was terrible, like the Roger Mack episode of yeah. Days Gone By. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. How about you? What's your what's your rating here? 91. 91. Yeah. A very modest rating, if you will. It's a decent rating. I like this episode. My only complaint would be, like I said, I felt like the progression of, of the venom in Jamie's body was a bit inconsistent. Because like the night before he went to sleep, I'm like, he's about to die. And then they had a whole night and then a whole day. And then I felt like he wasn't that much worse. But then yeah. he suddenly got way... I, don't, I mean, here's the thing. I don't know how snake venom works. So no, maybe that's wrong of me to be annoyed at that. But to me, I'm like... And I don't know if they were just giving him bad direction. Like, now sweat and, and have a hard time breathing. And it's like, but... Or, but maybe that's the onset reaction of a snake. But I honestly, I don't know. I just... I, it was, seemed inconsistent. Go no, ahead. and I don't know how it works either. But this is actually one of those few times that i will actually trust in diana gableton because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i am not a scientist mm -hmm. so i would and i mean not that a scientist would necessarily know about this either but depending on what kind of science they study right like mm -hmm. i don't know uh but uh you know i'm gonna i would assume that those are the kind of things that she would have researched I just get the vibe, considering yeah. how many other medical-based things are in this show. I get the feeling that that's something she maybe would have like cracked open a book for. Maybe. So maybe, yeah. maybe when you're when you're bit by a snake, like it's 
very inconsistent like you're you're up and down and ebb and flow and stuff like that i don't really know also there was the venom there was he was dealing with two different things he was dealing with the venom but he was also dealing with the infection right so he could have been like the venom fucking him up and then oh the you know the infection you know kicks him in the ass from the other side uh so he's he's up and down right well remember when roger came back and he said how are you doing and jamie said well my hands and my hands are numb and I, I can't feel my lips. Yeah. And I thought, we're like at the start of our night, though, before yeah. we head back. Probably to time it. to head back. Still <laughs> see the sun. So, yes. Yeah. Oh, my god. can't be that far. Yeah. Okay. So what was your favorite scene? Uh, that would be Ian Ian's dressing down of Uncle Jamie. Okay. For being, uh, for, for, for not being all in for being an amputee okay my favorite scene was probably between ian and fergus yeah that was a pretty good too yeah i mean and i just like it felt like they were in in like a small room of the house at night and you know that's the way that people who visited the ridge would come through and fergus was carrying a bunch of stuff i don't know it just seemed really natural and everyday life what were you gonna say well, it was just—it just dawned on me that because I went on my rant about Fergus's stupid hand, we forgot to talk about the fact that uh, Marsley had a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did. So that—that's a thing. Another example of a competent woman, because I don't think yeah. Fergus would have been that helpful. And I think she, she just pushed it on her own in the middle think, of the forest. I think she did too. Yeah. Fergus caught it with his wooden hand and tickety boo. And what did they name it? Felicity. Felicity, right after the nineteen nineties. Yeah. yeah drama obviously uh yeah so i also this is another you talked about him holding the baby i just sorry not to like go back into recap mode mm-hmm. but i also noticed that uh the fergus actor they had that baby and he kissed it on the head and it's like how many takes did he have to do how many times did he kiss that baby like if i'm the parents of that baby it's like quick kiss my fucking baby did you not notice in the episode Last week, when Claire and Jemmy were playing hide-and-seek with Jamie, Jemmy kept kissing her face in the in the background scenes, and then she would kiss him back. No. And that's not her baby. But Katrina yeah. Balfe and that, they had all these, like, off-camera, off like, kissing moments between the two of them. Babies mm-hmm. are affectionate. I think if you're a parent who's comfortable with your baby being carried around by actors, that you know that's going to happen. Yeah, I find it often odd that people basically like sell their babies to TV shows mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. But as a Agreed. parent, but yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Maybe I guess, like you said, if if the check's big enough, you don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So least favorite scene. Least favorite scene was um, I, the buffalo scene because it's the dumbest. Okay. Like, yeah, it's just it's, I don't know. It just made no sense to me. Okay. My least favorite scene was when um, Jamie and Roger were were by the fire, actually. Because I think I was just so anxious. Because I'm like, you guys should not be sitting here. And Jamie kept kind of half sitting up and talking. And then he would lie back down. And that was my least favorite scene. I mean... And it seemed like it was going on for too long. Yeah. It's like... With that, it's one of those things where... Like, if we're going to, like, dive into the characters... Like, them not going back, that's on Jamie. Because Roger's never going to take the reins and be like, I'm dragging your big ass back. 
you know, and but I don't think Jamie was. Jamie had a was clear all head. like, "I'm super cool. I can fight off this venom. We can." I'm just eating the snake. I'm just gonna eat my fucking snake. You know, like so. But you're right. Common sense did not prevail, shockingly. Yeah. Uh, in that scene. MVP. Ian, young Ian, always young Ian. Aww. Yeah. Rolo. How? That was the first one that found him, by the way. Rolo. <laughs> yeah. Love Rolo. Love that dog. Beautiful he dog. He gave Sam Hewen a huge oh, kiss like, right ah, across his face. Water, water, and Sam Hewen's like, oh, I'm supposed like, to yeah. act He's dead. Like, so I, I like cats. Can't. I like cats. Yeah. I like cats. And we saw the cat. I like that cat. I know you do. And yeah. you said that cat would have been lying beside him the whole time he was in the bed. The cat would have been with him. He would have hung out with him. Mm. If there, he was that tight with the cat, the cat would have been there. My MVP, it's tied between Roger, because he was great in this episode. Roger. And... Um, Roger and Fergus. I thought you were going to say the buffalo for a second. No, I just had a moment, though, where I realized one of my favorite Roger scenes we didn't even talk about. Because when Jamie was on the stretcher right before they're found, and he kind of blacks out, Roger has this moment where he covers his face with his hands and starts crying. And then he starts giving him the last rites, which he said he didn't know. Right, right, But he was just like... He doesn't know what to do, and he's like, oh, my God, am I wrong? Like, is he going to die now? So he, like, just has this moment of, like... He's so torn, and then he's he does it. He just just in case, right? Yeah. Well, was... also he's not the guy. He's not that guy. You know, like it's like he, Roger had to be that guy, and he is like so not the guy. He yeah. is very accepting of the fact that he is not the guy. Like he is not. He mm-hmm. does not feel pressure to become the guy. Oh, he does. He maybe, does. but like he is, or I guess maybe he feels pressure to become the guy. But he's like very aware of his not the guy. Like, a lot of people think they're the guy, but they're not the guy, or think they could be the guy. Mm-hmm. Roger has no aspirations of being the guy. Like, he right. knows he knows where he stands mm-hmm. on, on the King of Man ranking chart. Okay. Well, that's the episode. <laughs> yeah, there it was. 32, 32 and you. Yeah. So, that was, my, that was my points ranking. Oh, I see. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we only have three episodes left. It's a crying shame, that one is. But unfortunately, that means we only have three episodes of Lander left, and that Which is a, is a lot of fun. Yeah. So yes, please do write to us at um, Loinlander at gmail.com. It's not as easy when you got to say it. Nope. Hey, I screwed up every week. <laughs> you know? Loinlander at gmail.com, Loinlander podcast, Loinlander podcast group on Facebook. Yep, mm-hmm. still two groups. Or at Loinlander on Twitter. Yeah, and the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so feel free. Reach out, contact us. We get people contacting us every week. And uh, it's super fun. So thank you. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye. Gotta get back to-